queen unless there's some real weird shit going on. You know, and even then, I don't know about it. Um... Uh, Dante Nero used to pimp black kids. Oh, what's up, Jesse? Um, yeah, actually, Dante Nero. I'm glad you brought him up because I um. Okay, I'll tell you what. You know what? We'll bring him on. We will bring him on. Um. All right, Jesse. Let me grant you permissions to come in my showroom. All right. One sec. Okay, let's see here. Okay, well, I'm sorry. One second, guys. All right, we're going to add Jesse to the showroom. And then he should be able to come in and join. A little nervous, not going to lie. A little nervous. All right, Jesse, if you want to join the showroom, you can hop in, buddy. It is open to you. Booty Warrior. They think of it more of be getting booty than being gay. I think that's um. I think that's. Oh, give me a minute. What do you mean? Give you a minute? Give you a minute for what? Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna fucking take a leap of faith here. Take a leap of faith. Well, Patrice was friends with a man named Dante Nero. All right, Dante. You can now find him on YouTube is the Beige Philip. That's who Jesse was talking about. And the Beige Philip used to be a uh he used to be a um stripper. And he met his wife stripping, I guess. And he tried and he tries to claim he used to be a pimp. Hi Jesse. Hi Jesse. Hello? How's it going, bro? Yo, man, can you hear me? Sorry, it takes me a minute because I got this crazy setup, so. Oh, you're good, you're good. No, uh, yeah, I can hear you. I think you should be. Uh, yeah, let me check the. the... Uh, check chat, make sure they can hear. I don't want to waste a, a breath. They can, they can hear you, but let me turn you up a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Um, there you go. Yeah, no, I, uh, sorry, I tuned in late because. Um, I was doing something, but you know, I heard you talking about Patrice and stuff, and I don't know yeah. too much about the the iceberg guy, but um, something I've come to find, you know, I was in the New York comedy scene for ten years. Really? Yeah, I've never you heard that? that before. No, I didn't oh, even yeah. know you ever did stand up or anything, bro. I just thought you only did the show. I lived in I lived in Brooklyn for ten years. I was doing comedy the whole time. Oh. I've met Dante Nero. Um, I know a lot of guys <laughs> from that scene, both like big names oh. and like the, you know, comedians, comedian guys. Yeah. And <clears throat> the thing is, I've talked directly to Dante Nero about some of this stuff, actually. Um, the thing is, is, uh, you know, Patrice, 
by the way, Patrice O'Neill was, you know, one of the funniest comedians. That's true. Oh yeah, um, I, he's probably my and, favorite. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not my favorite, but he's certainly up there in the pantheon. I, I think he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Um, you know, I'm a Norm Macdonald guy myself, but well, uh, uh, well, you he, like Norm, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Wait, Norm is here. Well, I suppose he could be here if you want him to be. Um. So I don't. I feel like when I talk about Patrice, people think I didn't like him, or I just was, uh, you know, against his comedy or whatever, which isn't true at all. But <clears throat> the thing I think people get too hung up on when it comes to Patrice is the lifestyle stuff and his hips and you know talking about women oh, and yeah. all that no well because um, um go ahead Bob, my bad. well i was just gonna say because even dante nero will tell you that i mean he won't tell you this you know on air but he would tell you face to face like all of that stuff was bullshit um uh, i mean down to the very last thing number one his wife patrice o'neill's wife who still does the benefit each year and stuff oh she's a monster for the money well, she was a beard. She was a beard. The reason they do the benefit each year is Patrice told her, listen, when I pass away, you've done, you know, she helped it. When he said that she what do you was mean like, she was a beard, bro. This is what I'm saying is when she, they had an arrangement, you know, they had, I mean, it, it, this happens all the time, by the way, like there's so, so many comedians, entertainers. No, Oh, you mean where they sw they were swingers? Swingers? Were, no. Well, he he came out on the air and said they did swinging once. Yeah, I so know. I that's know. again, that's one of those stories he tells. That's for comedy. That's showbiz stuff. That's just showbiz. The arrangement they had is she was the beard. She stuck with him. They, you know, they get married and all that, and he told her, "Listen, I he knew he wasn't going to live forever." He knew at his size, with his health, like it wasn't a shock to the people closest to him that he passed away when he did. They oh, kind of no, actually no. knew it was coming. And he oh, yeah. told her, he told her, listen, you know, you've been such a, a boon to my career. You've been such a help to me. I, he actually gave her the idea for the benefit. And he said, make that money while you still can't, like every year, if you can make that money, do what you got to do because he was so thankful to her because it, without her, nobody would have believed he was straight. Um, the, I mean, it, it's an open secret in the New York comedy scene. Like Patrice O'Neill was on the down low, big time, big time. Most new, it, I don't know about other places, but most New York black comedians and entertainers are on the down low. I'm going to um, tell you, even yeah. though I don't 100% buy what you're saying, I'm going to play hypothetical here and say, if you are right, if you are right, yeah. it probably would have been when he was in prison. The shit happened. Well, like I mean, listen, a lot of... Uh, so, I mean, obviously, nobody knows what the true numbers are, but the metrics when it comes to the black community and being on the down low... Oh no, that's it's a like, thing. Like that's a thing. It's through the roof. It's no, way, most well, black dudes have at least one what what white people would call a gay experience. They have at least one throughout their life, and a lot of that does have to do with going to prison. 
So absolutely, he got turned out, tricked out when in prison. Now, whether or not that's when it started, I couldn't tell you. Um, well, do I'm you know sure why he went to prison, bro? What happened? Because he was 16 and he fucked a 15-year-old white girl. So that actually makes sense then, because what happens to a lot of these dudes, and it's sad, I feel bad for him, really. What happens to a lot of them is, you know, it's a I hope, tragedy. I hope it's a tragedy, a tale as old as time, where a black guy will, you know, he's in his feelings, teenage, the hormones are, are raging, you know that. And he doesn't know what to do with those feelings because he's not feeling those feelings for girls like he's supposed to. And, you know, the, the black experience is a masculine one. Forgot, like, it's very macho, right? You it's know what more I'm than being white, yeah. Not all, um, I'm not going to say black ton, guys. But, well, but, it, is, it is if you're not a hillbilly. I feel like if you're a hillbilly, being white is kind of more macho. I might be wrong. Well, sure, yeah, no, 100%. But I'm talking, if you average it out for white dudes, oh, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. No, it's not. You know what close. I'm saying? Yeah. Black dudes, I, it's all about masculinity. It's about looking tough, looking hard, all that kind of stuff. But that's actually why they call it hard. That's where that expression, that the term hard comes from prison. That's a prison I, term. Being hard, being hard in the pen actually originally meant being like basically the toughest, gayest guy in there because hard was like you, you feared the guy who was the hardest for obvious reasons. Patrice, well, actually, what like, you're saying makes sense, kind of. It does Loki add up. What happened with Patrice, and again, I heard all this from people who knew him personally. What happened with Patrice, this happens with tons of black dudes. This is why they're, I would say, 70% of black men are on the down low oh um, to some degree. Because any, basically any black, man, any black man who's been to jail or prison uh, the chances of them being on the down low are near 100%. So whatever the percentage of black men that go to prison is, that's the percentage of men on the down low for sure. Um, the What happens to a lot of these guys, and again, it's a tragedy. They're teenagers or they're young. Their hormones are raging. They're feeling sexual. They feel that pressure to be manly because of their culture. And again, masculinity, macho, macho man, YMCA, fucking the village people. Like there's this, there's this weird sort of homosexual thing about being masculine, about being macho when you really think about well, it. So you it, know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Have you ever heard of the Cuban cartels? I can't think of what they're called. Um, yeah, I know what Cu you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, these about. Cuban cartels, they think it's like, it, they, they don't think it's gay to have a dude suck your dick. They'll, they'll put a wig on a dude and right. fucking put ice cubes in his mouth and be like, oh, that Well, was dude, great. I mean, with the, black, with the black gangs, they'll tell you there's two ways you get into a black gang. And it's either blood in or sexed in. And so it's like, so it's like the Illuminati shit. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can either kill to get in or you can all the bo homeboys can like surround you and take your ass. And that's, I mean, a lot of them that's get in that crazy. way because they, well, the young guys, no, like the, you know, no, you're right they, about that. And I hate to they admit recruit, it, they recruit like twelve year olds, right? A twelve year old is going to be too scared to kill somebody. A twelve year old can't pick up a gun and, and just go kill a random gang member for them. So these twelve year olds get sex in again. It's a tragedy. What happens to these guys? 
with Patrice, like so many of these guys, did he rape a, a white girl or whatever? No, he didn't yeah. rape her, but he did. He was forceful and he's black and he's probably big. <laughs> and so she, you know, that was her recollection of it. This is a tale as old as time. But in yeah. reality, what was going on is he wanted to fuck a guy and didn't know it yet. So then these guys have these mixed feelings going on inside them. They end up in jail as a result of these crimes they commit because of it. And they end up getting turned the fuck out. And their dicks basically become like a, you know, a, a black man's cock is uh, I, the reason, the reason that so many people fantasize about black guys and this, this myth that they all have these big dicks. It's because it's a gay community myth. You know, so in prison, a black man's cock is like trading cigarettes. Like, that's one of the highest value things. Patrice O'Neill was probably used like a dildo in there, you know? And if he oh had any, Ugh. if he had even the slightest shmeat to speak of, he you was getting passed around. <clears throat> Go here's ahead. What he, here's what he said about um him getting protection in there. And I don't know how true this is, but I, I know yeah. the stories pretty well. He, um... He said he was with a group of Aryan brothers, white guys, and uh, right. he said he he said he would tell he supposedly he told jokes for him and made him happy, but like, one, like oh, they would that's they bullshit. Would, that's, yeah, see, allegedly that, they would look. That's out for one of those. Him. That's one of those stories people tell afterward where it's like it's got a nugget of truth in it. Because yeah, I've heard similar things. I've heard similar things, and usually, what if you got a black guy, quote unquote, entertaining Aryans in jail? He ain't telling <laughs> jokes. You know what I mean? No, he's getting passed around, right. and and the white guys yeah. do it. Listen, the white guys do it too in jail. It's just that the white guys are only gay on the inside. They don't stay gay on the out. The second they've got pussy again, they're back to pussy. Uh, and black dudes have a term for this. They call it getting booty. Oh, I heard it was down low. Well, down low is what they call hiding it, but to a oh, black guy, oh, okay. Black well, black guys don't treat being gay as like a permanent condition. And this has to do with the whole masculinity thing, because you know, gay is bad, right? So, yeah. in their mind, it's they call it getting booty and booty, booty. You know, oh, booty, booty. So Patrice O'Neill, and this is I heard. All right, I can't say the name. There's a certain comedy club owner in New York, a well-known comedy club Vinnie who Brown. told me this story. He said he had, he said one night Patrice O'Neill stayed after at like long after they'd closed, they were just hanging out drinking. And you know, he had seen Patrice go home with waiters from the club and bartenders, you know, gay like guys. He had seen him go home with young black male comedians. And so he knew like, again, open secret. He knew but he had never talked to him directly like this. Well, Patrice was hammered one night. And Patrice told him, and I'm quoting here. This is the guy quoting Patrice. He says, I mean, the thing about it is, booty, booty. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, booty, booty. You know what I'm saying? White booty, black booty. I'll never forget this. Chinese booty. You're not booty, right booty. Now, are you? No. And... Dante Nero, you know, this whole thing about Dante Nero being a oh, pimp a, and all that kind of stuff. Idiot. Well, he Page did. Phillip. He is a pimp. He is a pimp. 
Dante Nero would pimp out young black comedians to the older down low guys. And Patrice was one of them. The reason they were boys is because Patrice was probably one of his biggest customers. So, I don't know about that. But I'll say this. Dante's a scumbag, dude. Um, well, listen, I mean, the, it's like Patrice used to, you know, I quote Patrice all the time. It's like, I mean, he's a smart guy and it's like Patrice used to say booty, booty, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so when people, when I hear dude, like a lot of dudes like to take the old Patrice clips and stuff. Cause you know, I'm not knowing a guy, but I've heard some of the bits. I know who you're talking from there. I know who you're you know what I mean, about. and like I know I know what he talks about in there, and I, I of course I saw all of his stand up and everything, and like uh, you know him talking about spitting game and the old Black Philip show and all that kind of stuff. So I I always laugh when I hear these guys who like clearly don't know the real story quoting Patrice because it's like this dude. I listen, did he fuck a lot? Yeah, but it I mean it was booty. You know what I mean. Yeah. You, even if okay, so it does. I my gut says you're not weaving a web, and you're telling from actual experience here. Um, well, but, not, let's not say experience, but let's say you no, know, I've heard the tales. You talk, yeah, you talk to people that I wasn't Patrice's type. I I wasn't. Listen, I was around at the same time as Patrice in New York before he passed, but yeah. only for a short amount of time. But he was into black guys, not me. He was more into Drew Boogie. Boogie was a black guy. Yeah, well, he used to say boogie, boogie, boogie. No, that's a joke. But um, I got you. the yeah, no, I, I, I literally at like, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how many people would be candid about it now, but people like me who are kind of on the outskirts, you can ask anybody who's around and who's heard the tales and who's hung out in the clubs. Because that's one of those things. It's like. I can't even process that to be true at the moment. Like, I mean, if you've I'll if have, you've ever I'll hung out, let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. If you've ever hung out at the cellar after hours, right? Comedy cellar, New York. You ever hang out there after hours? You're going to hear these stories. And by the way, uh, I heard. I mean, not just about Patrice. Like I, that stuff about um Louis C.K. and him jacking off in front of girls. I knew about yeah. that twelve years ago. Twelve years ago, I heard all that stuff that's um, crazy that was like like that was oh, weird yeah. but he he shouldn't have got canceled it was it was weird but like, no well they fucking, they consented the, the stupid thing is yeah, they exactly. they consented they said consent he could jack off so, and so he jacked off consent shouldn't mean basically like everything at that point like like i mean if if consent doesn't mean anything like consent is an on-off switch it's not a list you know yeah you're right it's like once you've nodded that. your head, once you've nodded your head, that means anal. That means anything, <laughs> anything goes. No, I mean, I yes, agree yes, with you on that, but yeah, no, I just want to, I just heard you talking Patrice a little bit. So I didn't know if you knew that stuff, but no, that's, um, that's complete news over here, man. And the only I mean, again, I it doesn't take anything away from Patrice's no, like humor or his intelligence or his well, ideas the stands. Like what I'm, the what point I'm still right stands. Now, and he was, is, listen, yeah. man, I, let me tell you something. He was right about women. That's the what stuff I'm he said yeah. about women, it's just the, it's just the, and this is what nobody thinks about. And maybe, you know, some I've homophobic people out there, yeah. hang on a second, some homophobic people out there might take this the wrong way. And I get that. I understand that. But gay guys 
like Patrice have a lot of good advice about women. Because I don't know if you know this, <laughs> gay guys hate women. They hate women. I mean, they are haters of women. Um, I, you know, I had a couple gay friends when I was in New York, uh, and the shit they would say was like, one number one, so funny, but number two, and these are comedians. Number two, it's like it was, it it was eye opening. Like they, you know, you're looking at it there because it's a true outside perspective. They're seeing men and women's interaction in a way that we straight guys can't see it. So that's why the reason Patrice is like on this pedestal, the reason he is on the Mount Rushmore when it comes to woman hating, like telling it like it is, is because he literally is sitting above it, watching it from above, you know, and, and look at, he looks down, he looked down on straights like ants. It was like an ant farm that he could see the movement of down on straight. I don't. No, I'm not saying he looked down. I'm not saying he looked down oh, on oh, them. Like yeah, I got you. Like from a different I just mean he's from above. He's got the the bird's eye view of it, where you know it's like you with an ant farm. You can see, you know, what's going on with the queen. You can see what's going on with the worker ants and all that sort of stuff. And he could see the way the strings were pulled and everything. So his like brilliant takes on women completely came. From the fact that he was a, you know, notorious uh, down low gay man. Dude, that, I, I hate to admit it, but like, what you're saying, it adds up at least in my head right now. It's 100%. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's a I, listen, I wouldn't say it. About, but... You don't say this kind of stuff unless you're 100% no. sure, because, you know, obviously people could come after you for this kind of thing. But I've also talked to some of his, um, I almost said victims, but his, uh, you know, some of the boys that he got down with that he boogied with. And, uh, okay. You know, I mean, some of them have nice things to say. Some of them don't, um, you know, some of them feel like they learned a lot from Patrice. Now I will say, and you know, it's different for the gay community. I'm, I'm not, I don't condone this part of it, but he did sleep with underage men or boys, I guess. Um, but not like children, like 16 to 18, maybe 15 sometimes. Um, See, these are the boys that Dante Nero would, would procure you, for him. How would you know something like Jesse? Again, Dante Nero will just fucking tell you if, you've in the, if you're in the right spot for it. Um, now, listen, I, I don't know if you know this. I was on... Uh, you, you, do you remember the episode of uh, Gavin McInnes' show, the Red Bar host? Yeah, where he had the fake, he had the fake Don, Dante. Fake Dante. So fake Dante is a guy called David Ray Martinez. He's my former co-host of Pod Awful, huh. <clears throat> and I set up uh, that whole fake Dante bit. Yeah. And the reason the reason he was able to do that character is David Ray David Ray Martinez is a New York black comedian. Now he is not on the down low. Um, he's one of the few I've met that weren't, but he's the, he's the first guy that told me all this stuff. Like he kind of sat me down one time and was like, listen, there's something you need to understand here. You know, it kind of opened my eyes up to it, but he's the one who introduced me to Dante. He's known Dante Nero for years. Dante actually got really upset with David 
about him doing that fake Dante Nero bit. David thought he that you know he's a comedian, he'd take it in stride, but he got really he's not upset a real comedian. by it. <laughs> I don't think Yeah, which well, I don't yeah, I guess not. But the point is like Dante, um, you know, David kind of spilled some more of the beans about this for me after oh, really? Dante. Well, because Dante was like talking shit and stuff, so he was like, you know what, fuck it. I'll tell you the old stories I've heard from Dante. But I also heard some of these directly from him. You also know the uh, comedian Godfrey? Oh, the, yeah, black dude that uh, yeah. Chad Zumok has, a, or Chad Zumok opens for him sometimes. Yeah, he's a real dark-skinned guy. He does impressions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know who you're Godfrey. About. He hates Godfrey. Kumia. He wants I to mean, kill Kumia. <laughs> Lord, you want to talk about down low. I, I mean... Listen, this guy's in the closet, but the closet's got a screen door on it. He does, you know what I mean? he does like, have a Charlemagne vibe. He's got a Charlemagne vibe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there is a uh there's definitely something going on there. Um got eyebrows. But yeah, I mean Yeah, yeah. I mean that's why, you know, he's a he's a muscular, he, you know, takes care of himself. He's a built guy. And that that's all you know, gay guys often do that. Um because obviously that's what they're into. But, uh, yeah, God, I mean, you name a New York black comedian, I could tell you whether or not they're on the down low. I mean, I, I know about just about all of them. Yeah, I, I don't think you're trolling me right now. No. Uh, like, you know why Patrice and uh, and Jimmy were such good friends, right? Well, if... If what you're saying is true, now I do. Yeah, I mean, they would, like, <laughs> oh, Patrice would be right there with Jimmy with the, the trannies and all that stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Ugh. See, that's why, that's why Patrice thought what Jimmy Norton was so funny. What did they The do reason Patrice thought that, that Jimmy Norton was so funny is Jimmy is the one who sort of pioneered this, like, actually being open about like not you know jimmy um did a lot of black cub clubs in the early days in new york um you know because where where's he from originally isn't he boston he's a jersey guy. like that where jersey yeah, okay so jersey. when he started yeah. doing clubs in new york the only ones that he could get into were the chitlin circuits um which is What's the black chitlin club circuit? the black room chitlin oh, okay. circuits the black rooms in uh in Brooklyn and Queens. And okay. so that's where he could get, that's where he could get spots. And you know, in those fucking clubs, it's do or die. Like if you're not making them laugh, you'll just get kicked off the stage. And if you get kicked off the stage, that manager's not paying you. And it's only like 20 bucks or whatever anyway, but you need that 20 bucks. So Damn. Jimmy figured out like, like, wait a second, you know, he's white, but he figured out like, wait a second, all these dudes I'm performing with, I see them with these young guys afterward, why aren't they, in his head, he's like, why aren't any of these guys talking about this stuff? Like, wouldn't it be so much funnier to talk about it? Jimmy Norton kind of invented the, you know, being overly honest about that sort of thing on yeah, stage in a way. And Patrice saw that in him and was, you know, doing those same clubs. And that's where he was like, oh, this dude's a genius. This dude did what none of us, he, he's braver than all of us because he's doing what we won't do. And of course, there's the element where like, it's not the same for him because he's white. 
So, yeah, you know, Patrice O'Neal, Patrice O'Neal can't do that. He he knew that, but he was like, damn, damn. It, and it he was honestly, there's this thing that happens with comedians where when you hear a guy do a bit or a joke and it's like, it crushes your spirit because you're like, why didn't I come up with that? Patrice O'Neal, yeah. he went to his grave wishing he could do what Jim Norton did on stage. Like, that was really? his, that was his crushing, like, he wished so badly he could go up there and tell the truth instead of this character he built up of this, like, overly, you know, um, what heterosexual is, guy. What you're saying is so contrived and thought out that, like, it, I find it very unlikely that you're lying. Now, I I got to take it with a grain of salt, but I mean, shit, man, like, I'm I mean, I get gonna, it, but, like, I'm going to have a new scope looking at that for sure, like. I mean, name, name I, I never even look right for now, that, dude. Like a, name an East Coast black comedian right now. Who's the first person that comes to mind? Who the fuck? Um, Burris. Hannibal Burris? He's, he's Chicago, really, but he is on the down low. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. I figure him and Eric. I do know that are. one. That one's for a fact. Um, he, is he, I mean, he did work out in New York for a long time when he was on Eric Andre's show. And uh, I knew a lot of, I got friends that worked on that show. He's down low for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. No, Eric Andre when, is. Um, Eric, I, and, well, I heard, Eric Andre's bi. It's different for him, though, because he's, oh. he's mixed. He's half Jewish. Um, he doesn't. Wait, you he mean biracial Eric Andre's not on the down low. He's just bi. Okay, you did mean bisexual. I didn't know if you meant bisexual or biracial. Uh, he, well, both. both. Yeah, but he is. Yeah, yeah both. Yeah, huh, somebody says, does Jesse know from personal man. experience? We actually went over that already. No, it's, it's not from personal experience. Again, I'm not their type anyway. They would mostly, because most black um, fags don't like white boys. I mean, they'll, you know, they're catch as catch can sometimes, <laughs> but. They wouldn't, I, I'm not, I, I'm not even like a white gay guy's type by any means, um, you know, cause I'm like, I've got the long hair, which, you know, gay guys don't like feminine stuff like that. No, the, but the, the way you is, are, it's like, you're not really feminine as much as you. Well, I'm not more, cause I'm too big. I'm too tall. I'm too big. I, yeah, I'm like too awkward for a gay guy, you know? So no, this no, is I'm not saying like, personal experience. This, no, but like you look more like uh, an eccentric than feminine. You know what I mean? Like especially with right. the glasses. Well, gay guys do like eccentricity. Obviously, the best type of gay guy is one that seems like some sort of, you know, uh, prop inside a haunted house or something. But, um, you know, some sort of macabre. Like there's almost a dark, mysterious nature to it. Remember when gay guys are like just scary sort of, uh, cr like, characters that live in society, like Vincent Price. But, yeah, it was like, it was like Bigfoot. They existed, but you never saw them. And you didn't know they were gay. You just knew something was up, but they were creative, you know? I miss uh, the days when a gay guy was like, you know, Rip, like Rip, uh, Rip Taylor. No, Rip, wait, Rip. Yeah, Rip Taylor. I always confuse Rip Torn and Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor, like, where he's like a, this bizarre character that just appears inside your world um <laughs> you know well patrice always said it's like friends patrice said it's like dracula you gotta let him in did he uh did have you ever heard the exactly. it's cold out here 
Have you ever heard the it's cold out here story? Uh, refresh my memory on that. Okay. So Patrice was coming home for the holidays. He was driving whatever the interstate is that connects uh, Boston to New York. He was driving home to his uh, mom's, and he got tired, and he couldn't drive any longer. So he went to pull over at the roadside rest to take a, take a stop, take a quick nap. Well, he's napping, and he said nothing woke him up. Uh, he just, something didn't feel right. He woke up, and he looks around, and he sees there is this white dude, like, dressed in Abercrombie and Fitch, like, real clean cut. And uh, the guy goes up, and he hadn't, hadn't done anything yet, and he knocks on Patrice's window right after he woke up, and he goes, it's cold out here. And Patrice is thinking, like, or this is what he says. He said he's thinking, like, why is this dude, uh, why is he knocking on my window? And then he, um, then the guy ends up just walking away after a second, and he's confused. And he says the guy uh, gets into a Subaru Outback with a uh, with a tree strapped to the with a tree strapped to the car, like he was getting a Christmas tree in the middle of the night and driving home. And Patrice said wow. he was like, "I feel like I let evil get away from me that day." He's like, "I felt like I should have followed this guy and went to his house and told his wife what he was doing." Yeah, people in the chat. I, are I actually don't about know it. that. I actually don't know that story, but knowing what I know about Patrice, Might I just can, be made up. I feel like you know, you know, when like you can feel like you know what the true parts of a story are. And yeah, what no, the rest I listen. Must mean you don't go against your gut with shit like that. Like if your gut saying, yeah, yeah, you go with it. I mean, to me, that sounds like a truck stop story. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly, and. And that's the thing is when these guys go on the road, you know, these comedians, they go on the road for, you know, days, weeks at a time. Yeah. And everybody talks about truckers. Nobody talks about the big black comedians. That <laughs> they're doing all the same stops. You know what I no, mean? You're right. Yeah. And especially there's a lot. Those... And, and the same way there's lot lizards, for truckers, <laughs> they've got them for comedians too. Do you know about like, comedy hotels well are, is that the comedy condo comedy condos yeah they call them that yeah I think yeah more of like a midwest yeah, or them. west coast thing but yeah yeah i hear the, yeah it's the atrocious. same it's the exact same concept a, a club has a place for the comedian to sleep and every comedian talks about how shitty they are and you know you've heard all the stories but the story they don't ever talk about is the real reason it's so shitty in there and it's because Black dudes, when they number one, when the black dude gets the free place, he ain't complaining. You know what I mean? Like he's sleeping there, and you know he might want the five star place or whatever, but it's free. He's taking it. Uh, Patrice slept at a lot of these places, and the reason these places are so fucked up is all the down low black comedians like Patrice. That's where they're bringing their boys back to afterward, and just like the truckers have. Um, the lot lizards, you know, there's this term in comedy called gag hags. Ooh, you that's new that? to me. No. Yeah. No. Gag hags are gag hags. Gag hags can actually be male or female. People don't realize this. The origin of the term started with the guys, though, um, where a man or a woman, uh, but usually a man, waits like goes to see comedy shows, waits around afterward. And they're wanting to hook up with that comedian. 
for whatever reason. I don't know why there's this specific thing. Now, some of them are prostitutes. Um, weirdly, usually the women are not. Usually the women are just like sort of groupies in a way. So this term has kind of become, you know, uh, clouded because it's come to mean these two different things. With the women, it's more of a groupie. The gag hags that are male are uh, like usually underage male prostitutes uh, that the down low black guys will spend a part dude, of their The fucked up thing is on. I I want to sit here and be like, oh, you're full of shit, man. That's bullshit. That doesn't happen. But like, I know that shit happens in entertainment. I just don't know yeah. where it happens. I mean, everybody comedy, knows you know? in their heart. Everybody knows in their heart that this sort of thing goes down. But then when it's like your particular interest in it, you know, it's like it's like losing your religion. It's like having that moment of being like, wait a second, come on, no way. In your heart, you know it's real, but you just don't want it to be real. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I when I found out all this shit, I was like, what? Really? Because, you know, I was like an idealistic kid who was like, I'm moving to New York. I'm going to do comedy. And then when I you find out what it's really all about, and and it's mostly about black guys having gay sex with, underage prostitutes it's like ugh. and that's why i moved more into podcasting than doing comedy um because it was more because it was creepy like that like just the there's people so you know much with? so much creepy shit going on i um, bet man i mean i hear the shit about people like delia at least like i mean that shit i mean and that's like light. the stuff you hear about then yeah the stuff exactly that, you know what I mean? All the other like, shit. The stuff that, All the other shit. That you really got to be in there to hear about and that shit. Some of it will make your skin crawl. And I bet. way, way, and forget just the black fags like Patrice for a second. Like there's so many white whoever comedians, male and female, by the way, that do stuff with kids. It's he, fucked up. Uh, really? It's there's so that many comics? Fun. Like Dalia, why do you think so many people went to bed? Oh, yeah, Dalia. Oh yeah, but, you're like, right. How many people? Dude. How many people like stood up for him? Like, there's a reason for that, bro. Even Joey Diaz stood up for him, man. Like, dude, all kinds of people were coming out of the woodwork. Um, fucking Joey Diaz, Brian Callen, obviously. But then, like, you've got fucking people like Joe Rogan that even stood up for him. Uh, I don't know how uh, long he stood up I for him. Joe Rogan's too powerful. I'm not going to say it, but I've heard. I'm not. I'm not implying here that I've heard about I, things with Joe Rogan huh. and kids. Well, Just to I be know clear, he cheats I'm on his not wife. Implying that I've heard know, about anything yeah. to do with Joe Rogan and kids, but I've heard stories about Joe Rogan that. I, you know what? I'll just say this: Joe Rogan and Patrice O'Neill, probably pretty good friends. You know what I'm saying? Like. Well, Joe is about five too, so it wouldn't surprise me. Well, that's the thing is like, yeah, I feel like a lot of um, this is a complete side point, but I feel like a lot of pedophiles are short, and that the reason, like, overly short, and the reason they're attracted to kids is just because they think like, oh, it's somebody my size. Oh God, <laughs> you know, that's fucked up. Because like, think about it, like, it must be no, so hard sense. for a guy who's like. A guy who's like three. five one, it's got to be oh, really hard fucked. for him to get a woman. You're fucked. So you know that's just a theory, but, um, but no, you're yeah, right. I think the shorter, I, mean, I think the shorter the you are, box. the more 
likely you are to be a pedo. Like there's a Venn diagram there somewhere where by the time you're like 4'11", the overlap of the Venn diagram is just one circle. Like it's... Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it makes sense because what? Are you going to have sex with like a normal woman and have like a normal relationship? No, like unless you find somebody that's into fetishes like that. Like that's the only way, I think. Unless you just straight up pay for it, which I'm sure a lot of guys do at that point. Oh, they absolutely do. I mean, you can, and you can pay for anything. I've seen it. You can, whatever your thing is, there's somebody out there selling it, whether it's Dante Nero or whoever, like, man, the shit I've seen, the shit I've seen backstage at some of the clubs. Oh my God. So is Stein, like, I, I'm going to take your word on this. Is Stein really as bad as you were saying, man? Is I, Alex Stein? I, yeah, yeah, because I know you've gone oh, 100%. in on him. 100%. He's, oh, so that's not just, like, conspiracy about him. I haven't dug into no. him, though, so I don't know. No, all that but, shit uh, is real about him. That's I mean, that's why he, I, I mean, why else would you, li- like, your name is Alex Stein, Right. Oh. <laughs> like, why else would you? Why would you lie about being Jewish? It's. Well, I mean, everybody knows instantly you're Jewish. So why would he lie about it? And it's like he doesn't want that connection being made. Yeah. For whatever reason, people. He's like fooled conservatives into believing he's a goy, I guess, or whatever, and uh, and they just run with it. They're just not thinking about it really. But then when you really start peeling back the layers of the onion, each one gets worse and worse and worse. Speaking of onions, uh, have this for the show. I figured uh, everybody says nobody likes onions. I'd take on an onion of my own and if we can't finish this bad boy. But we'll, we'll do that at the you're end of the show. Eat, you're going to eat a raw onion? Is that I'm going to try. That's idea? my revenge back on Patrick Melton. I'll show people I like onions. At least peel the paper off of it, like the skin. Oh, I already did. I already did. First. I, already did. A, I saw a little skin on there. Listen, I, I love onions. I could eat an onion like an apple every day. That's, that's no problem for me. That's where it's peeling. Yeah, that's the, I have no issue eating an onion like that. I love onion. <laughs> um, I always thought that was a terrible name for his show. He should change the name of the show, to be honest. But, oh, I, he really should, but... He's doing great. I can't, I, even though he gave me shit, he's been, uh, he's been killing it, man, ever since he fucking destroyed Steel Toe. I do think he's getting a little greedy with the Super Chats, but, you know, he should make his too, so. He's doing no, good. And, uh, you know, Patrick is another guy who probably knows about all this stuff I'm talking about. I bet you he does, because that's, you know, at, he is a stand-up, but he, he does. also does He's also exposed so many stand-ups himself. I bet you he does know this stuff. I bet you he does. <laughs> he was in he was in the New York scene for a while too. He lived in New York for a while, so he probably heard all these stories. I didn't, I didn't know he lived in New York. I knew he lived. Yeah, in Tampa. there was like a there was a stretch of time. I'm not sure how long, but he was there for a while. It's kind he of had, funny. There was some overlap. It's funny to see the old videos of Patrick Man because like. When when Patrick was younger, maybe like five, ten plus years ago, when you watch the videos of him, there's like this this light, this happiness in his eyes. But he doesn't have the same like edged uh comedic teeth in those old clips. But like when you look at the two comparatively, like the the new modern Patrick is just 
he's fucking sharp, man. He's sharp. And, uh, yes, Bird Snake is saying Patrick's a big game. So, look, I, I, I was kind of joking at that, but, uh, yeah, he's done a few questionable things. Is he things, really like, married or is that a joke? Does he actually have a wife? Or? Uh, here's, here's what I've learned about the wife thing is somebody showed me a clip where it was him like a year ago saying that, uh, he had broken up with his girlfriend. Actually, I think it was in that clip of him saying he lied that I played on my show a while back, but I don't think they're together. I really don't. And on top of it, there was another time where he said in a VC, like he was talking to us in VC at the time and he was in his hot tub and he was saying he had just broken up with, or his wife had just broken up with him. And so I don't know. I've heard multiple things. Yeah, exactly. So they might still be together. I don't want to spread something that I don't know. Um, Would you ever consider, would you ever consider as making a co-host for your show and the co-host is a doll of mini me from Austin Powers? I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not, I guess. Can you do uh, a Dr. Evil uh, impression? I really can't. That's not in, it's not in the arsenal. Really? Well, it maybe let me listen to a clip of Dr. Evil again real quick. All I right, gotta, let's try it. Yeah, now, okay. We'll the try. key to Dr. Evil is Dr. Evil is just an impression of Lorne Michaels from SNL. Now, that's where that Mr. voice comes evil. from. Dr. Evil. I didn't spend six years of evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. Don't mess with me. I'm one crazy. Will I be though. able to hear the I clip? I had to or? pop a cop because he wasn't giving me my props in Oaktown. I don't. I heard that somewhere. What a Very what accent well. is that? Where do I begin? Uh, Very well. Where do I begin? It does kind of sound like a. It does sound a little bit like Jordan Peterson. My father was a yeah. It's Canadian. Well, Mike Myers and Lauren Michaels are Canadian. So. Are they? I didn't even know that. I mean, obviously Jordan Peterson, yeah. but. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked you don't do a Doctor Evil. It, dude, it's weird. Here's the thing with voices, man. They, Billy West said this once on Stern. You don't choose the voice. The voice chooses you. And it couldn't be more true. Like, it's a freak thing finding a voice. Like, it, it always happens oh, by it. accident. Yeah, like. I know it. That's, when, that's how it worked with Jordan Peterson for me. Oh, you, do, you got a good I Jordan? Think, I believe I did the first Jordan Peterson impression. Well, let's hear it. Um, and it just comes very naturally to me. That's yeah. how the Hank is with me, man. I, it's just, it flows. Yeah, like when I go into it, I just know instantly what to say. I can just do it perfectly and I don't have to think it's weird. about it. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really weird how impressions work, man. Yeah. But we're going to uh, get you that mini me doll. We're going to send <laughs> that to you. Um, okay. I think, I think you should have him sitting there right there next to you, right in front of the uh, acoustic foam on the wall. And every once in a while, you talk to him. And remember, Mini-Me doesn't talk, so you don't have to make him talk back. <laughs> you just talk to him as if he understands you. Hold on. I, I actually eventually was going to do something with puppets. I didn't want to copy um, Tookie because Tookie's this dude that does streams and, like, he does shit with puppets. But I did want to eventually bring a puppet on of some type. And... uh I've done puppets try. before. Anybody can do puppets. Puppets is fine. Hold on. Let me try to do... I have I have puppets of Royce and Merck. Boy, I'll tell you what. 
Well, well, well I, I can kind of do it, but it's hard trying to speak without opening your mouth. Oh, I can. You do know that. what I mean? Yeah. Can you? you no, can I do can that? do it. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I, I have to like I can open actually, the corner. I can sing the uh, national anthem without opening my mouth. If you can do that, that's really fucking impressive. You want me to do it right now? <laughs> I'll t I'm going to have to take your word on it since you're not on video. All right, so. ready? Here we go. I'll say, can you see by the dawn's early light? I'm so proudly revealed at the twilight's last gleaming. Those not stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly screaming at the I'm about to pass out. I have to stop. That was that was great. <laughs> I almost died I love doing it. that. I, I love I, it. I started I started too high and then I literally started seeing my life flash before my eyes. That was that was great. I really enjoyed that actually. Yeah, but I've got a, a Mersh and a Royce puppet that I I've used on the show a few times. And uh yeah, anybody can do a puppet. I think puppet's fine. Puppet's fair game, you know. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like it's just the energy and work you put into it. I mean, it could end up being something garbage and not nobody would give a fuck about, it, or it could be somebody's favorite thing. Like that Tookie dude, he gets fucking three, three fifty people on his streams. Man, he does really well, and uh, yeah, and he does it with all a, puppets. He a puppet the whole time? Yeah, he's just a puppet, and he does. I think another show called El Horrible, but uh, yeah, he's just a puppet. Whoa, wait a second. What? He does another show called El Horrible or El Horrible. Oh, El. Okay. I thought you said Co Horrible for a second, and I was about to no. call my voice. <laughs> um, okay. Never mind. Pod Horrible. <laughs> is he, is this guy another one of these uh, O and A people? Like, that's oh, yeah, dude. Get... Dude, basically, like, most of these people are, man. Like anybody, I, that's over... what I'm noticing. That's why I ask yeah. everybody. Oh yeah, like they are. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Well, that's they're like. I, um... What's weird is like, um, you know, I lived in New York, right, like during the last years of their show, but I never once heard it. Never once. Um, yeah, like I really do wish I uh, would have been an adult to listen to that because, like, I mean, I was twenty when they went off the air. But um no, their prime years were like in the early two thousands and dude, they were so fucking funny, man. Like to this day I'll still listen to at least one or two episodes a week. Like Well, I used to a... be a part of this um forum back in the day. Oh, the ONA subreddit? Where... No, it was called uh cringe humor. Oh, huh. And never heard of it. It was this whole website for like New York comedy and they specifically oh, had podcasts and stuff. And well, I cool. don't remember, I don't think I knew it at the time, but now looking back, I realize like these were all like O and A people who I, I think 
they're all the people you see now doing these Opie and Anthony like shows where I had no clue back then. I just, you know, Googled New York comedy podcasts and it came up. And uh, I found out just this past year, I think, that Mersh and Royce used to be on that. So we were on the same website fucking 11 years ago, huh. 12 years ago together. Wow. Uh, probably, you know, probably like messaging, but didn't know each other at all. Um, but a lot of these people were on. I mean, Dante Nero was on it, you know. Uh, I can't remember any of the. I, there was a cringe humor podcast as well, but there was like a network of podcasts. I don't remember any of them. They're probably all dead at this point. Um, but yeah, hey, I was just so, never into that shit. Well, I'm I'm on I'm sitting over here wondering, man, because like with Mike, Mike David, obviously, uh, his I heard one stream or one show where he said. The main thing that made him, that drew him into the whole podcasting radio thing was hearing Anthony Cumia's voice. With me, well, it was the same, it was the same obvious. fucking thing. It was the same fucking thing I think that's me, actually, though. actually, I was, you know, I think that's a lie. I think he's lying. Do you think he's because, lying? And we talked about this, you know, he's a guy who refuses to admit his influences. Oh, you know, so you're, he's right, saying, you're right. He's and saying the, that it's to distract you from the truth. I think, a lot. I, and now listen, obviously he didn't just take influence from open Anthony he straight up ripped it off. But I think, uh, uh, I think if he said that it was to distract from the fact, I bet you anything. This is just a theory. This is just a guess. But I would bet money on it. That the reason he got into what he does was man cow. It might be because he is a Chicago dude. He's a Chicago. Exactly. Guy. Man Cow was that, a Chicago guy, Chicago, Chicago guy. And he was Chicago. a shock jock too. In fact, I bet you, and this again, just a guess, I bet you uh, Red Bar found Opie and Anthony through Man Cow. That if is I had to get. very possible. Because um, I remember yep. back, when, back when someone first told me about Red Bar, a long, long time ago, um, I I seem to recall. Maybe I'm misremembering. This is just off the, my top of my head, just because we're talking about it. I seem to recall him talking about Man Cow all the time because I had never heard of Man Cow until I heard him talk about it. We both I'm not know he's from Chicago. He definitely lifted the logo off Man Cow, if nothing. Well, else. I that, mean, that well, was that's obvious. how I found. That's exact. So here's the thing. I found, so I'd been doing my show for like a year and a half to two years, somewhere in there. Somebody tells me about Red Bar. I listen to Red Bar. I hear him talk about all these other shows like, like, um, was, really? You were a year or two in when you first heard of Red, like you had already started doing shows and shit. Yeah, like, it was a, it was a guy who, interesting. who watched my show who said you should watch, you should listen huh. to, or I guess listen to you should listen to Red Bar because you'd probably like it. It's similar, like an irony of ironies. Um, hmm. And so so I listen to that. I hear him talk about all these other shows, so I go check out those shows the same way. I mean, this is early days of podcasting. So when you hear someone recommend the show, you're going to go check it out. You know what I mean? So how did you? So when how he did you... This... Sorry, go ahead, bro. I was just going to say, when he brought up this man cow guy, I 
I thought he was talking about a podcaster. I didn't realize oh. he was like a radio dude. Um, I okay. realized after the fact that I had heard of him before because he had done that waterboarding stunt. Um, but <laughs> yeah. that's the what only turd? thing I ever had seen of him ever. And I just saw that on like Fox News or whatever as a kid. But uh, I, so I look up the man cow guy and then I see that logo. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, Red Bar is using that ripped off man cow logo. So that's the only reason I even fa- figured out that he ripped off the logo from man cow. He also kind but, of has man cow's voice a little bit. You can hear the similarities. Oh, certainly back then he did. Back then he oh, really yeah. played up the Chicago guy stuff. He did try um, to be a local guy back then, didn't he? Yeah, he tried to be on the local radio, and uh, he try he would like try to get himself into whatever the Chicago like entertainment paper was, and all that kind of stuff. I, and again, I only know that because he would talk about it on the show, uh, which I always thought was strange. Like, why would you want to be a? You're a podcaster. You have the whole internet. That's the world. Why would you want to be this local guy? It was so odd. And then I figured out, like, oh, it's because of man cow. He wants to be like man cow. Um, but so you know, you I heard of a right. lot it of podcasts. Be... Yeah, huh. that one. I'd heard. I'd already heard about nobody likes onions because I'd found him. I'd found there's another similar pod. There's so many similar podcasts back then. Uh, Distorted View Daily was another one. Never and Keith and the Girl. I, yeah, I Keith and the heard Girl. Yeah. Those. Well, Keith, Keith and the girl was in New York. I'd been on their show, or maybe I hadn't been at that point, but at some point I went on, I was on there. I'd been to their studio. Um, and so, yeah, I'd heard of all these people. So I just always thought like, oh, all these people are like colleagues. You know, I didn't realize um, it was this fucking cutthroat thing for everybody. Yeah, I don't, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but. No, dude, um, well. That that blows my mind because what I'm thinking is, like, if I was in your shoes, for instance, and I had never heard, um, I'm not even going to say Red Bar would be good enough because I don't think, if I just heard him, I don't think I would have gotten into this without some other influence. But hearing Anthony, dude, that's what 100% got me in this. And so I'm thinking, like, what did you hear or go through that made you want to do this, man? Like, for Adam real. Adam Adam Cor- oh, okay. Did you go? Did yeah, you live on the West Coast? It was a hundred percent. I would say Adam Carolla is not that big of an influence in what I do now. Um, other but than that, I stole the, the smoke. De- except that I s- stole the smoke detector thing entirely from him. But the um, uh, I would not have done a podcast if it weren't for Adam Carolla. That's awesome. 100%. Okay. Because I used to listen to Love Line every night as a kid. And I thought it was the funniest. Oh. Fucking, that was the only. No, that's the dope, only talk man. radio show. That was the only talk radio show I okay. ever listened to. It was Love Line, and I listened I've heard of every few, night. But... And because I grew up on the East Coast, I was listening to it a day after that. So I never could like call in myself or anything. It was always uh, on a delay. It was always like a day after, and uh, which always annoyed me as a kid. It's like, why can't you just broadcast it here? It's live too, and. Uh, I listened for years to that, just every single night. I'd listen when they played best ofs. I would listen to it. I would like, and I'd have to sneak to do it, you know. No, um, that makes it better when you're a kid. It makes it so yeah. much better. 
I had a little battery powered radio that was like hiding under my pillow to listen to Holy it. Holy shit. Falling asleep, that's, dude, that's falling asleep awesome, listening man. to it. And then, and then he left the show. I probably actually, by the time he left the show, I'd probably fallen out of listening to it because I was older. But, uh, but you know, I didn't listen to him for years. And then, cause he just, he got the, uh, he got some sort of radio job in, he got some sort of radio job in LA. I couldn't yeah, listen he, to that. Yeah, he's been in LA for a long time now. And then um he was I mean he was born in LA, but the uh then he got fired from that and he started doing his podcast. And that was like the first big podcast. It was the Adam Carolla show. That was like the that used to be on iTunes, that used to be number one every day. Every week, every month, like forever. That yeah, was no, he was a podcast. he was the Podfather. Yeah, he's probably the first guy to make like a million dollars off of a podcast. And uh, so I started listening. Like, I started doing be... that in like two thousand seven or eight, and that's what got me into podcasts at all. I didn't know what a podcast was. I just wanted to listen to. I was like, oh shit, Corolla from fucking Loveline. I want to hear what he's got to say. And it was a good show. And, uh, back then and, uh, yeah. So I just happened to move to New York to do comedy in 2009. I met another dude who wanted to make a podcast. I said, well, I'm into this Adam Carolla podcast. So yeah, I mean, it was a hundred percent the influence for doing that's one awesome, man. Okay. I was wondering, dude, because it seemed like, it seemed like you were under a bit of a different umbrella in that sense. Um, because, like like you said, you thought everybody was, like, acquaintances or whatever until you realized that Opie and Anthony umbrella. Um, but, no, that's really interesting to hear that, man. I was really wondering where uh, your influence had came from. And I, don't get me wrong, I, I don't think you really do much of what Adam Carolla does now. You got your own thing going. But, yeah, I can I can see how, like, listening to... Corolla as a kid, man, with your battery powered radio. That uh that kind of answers that answers a lot of the questions I had actually. That's fucking Yeah, dope. I mean there was no like where I grew up they didn't ha like I couldn't have listened to Opie and Anthony. I couldn't have listened to Howard Stern. They didn't have it. Uh um in my market. In fact, I learned years later that Howard Stern apparently went to war with my hometown over being able to be broadcast there is this whole fucking thing. I don't know what the oh, story yeah. is. Oh, yeah, he, he had a few weird things uh, like that. Yeah, R Richmond, Virginia wouldn't play Howard Stern. Like, he was on for, like, maybe a month or something, and then I didn't even know. I was a little kid when that happened. Like, I did didn't you, know about any of this. So, did you get WJFK living in Richmond? I don't know. Because, no. well, WJFK was a talk station that had, like, they would have, I think... Don and Mike Howard Stern and Ron and Fez back in the early 2000s. They had a really good lineup. No, I I've never heard of Don and Mike even now. I only heard of Ron and Fez in like the past couple of years, and I've never listened to it. God but, damn um, it! One of your people just god damn it sent the fucking picture, man. Hey, that picture, what do you dude. Mean? What picture. are you talking about? The one, the the one, the one that I I don't like. Sent it where? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? The picture of crying games. Oh, the crying game. The, what you called the, cock, the, 
What you called the cockzilla picture? Well, I from dude from watching it as a kid, I remembered it being a lot bigger than that. I remember Why it being a lot. Why were you watching bigger. the crying game as a because kid? Because my my friend was an asshole and thought he'd play a prank on me. Some fucking prank. Like I'm well, not happy about it, it to this day. Yeah, you're you've been traumatized by this tranny's penis. That's what, dude. That's what I was saying. Like I didn't even realize that movie traumatized me that much until we started talking about it last night. It's I hadn't insane. Even... It's insane to think <laughs> that a tranny traumatized you with his penis when you were a child. <laughs> but, I mean, if you've seen the movie, you'd understand. Like I have seen have. the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Not, you get it. You're not. I don't spend as much time <laughs> thinking about it, to be honest. No, but you um, probably weren't 13 either. Ugh. Did you say 13? It was either like 13, 14, somewhere in there. 13 is not that. 13, 14? That's not so young that you should be traumatized by Terrifying. a penis. Terrifying. You're not. Are you insane? You, no. But just because it's a black guy? Oh, don't be racist. No, it could be any. It could be any cockzilla. Well, you called it cockzilla. It's not even that big I of a penis. It. Well, no, but when I was it's that a, age, it's it was, actually a small, feminine yes, penis. But when I was that age, I don't. It was I bet still you, I bet you, mine. Patrice O'Neill wouldn't even suck that cock, and he uh, would suck just about anything. Flip a coin, apparently. Okay, well, listen, I I say take after your uh, mentor, Patrice, and just don't even think about the crying game penis. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought that was honestly hilarious conversation. Um, that I, actually that whole conversation from really interesting. But for yeah, anybody that's uh, not aware, yeah, we were talking about the movie Crying Games. Well, let's explain to the. <laughs> you got to explain why we were talking because that's weird. Okay. To just say we were sitting around talking about the crying. Yeah, well, I'll right. explain it. The the I asked a simple question and. The comedy she man decided it meant something entire. Like I don't know where your mind was at during this. Oh I, no! Now we you're over, you're already we playing, overpainting it. You're already overpainting We were playing it. a hypothetical game, just you know, a would you rather style hypothetical kind of thing. And I've asked this to a bunch of people, and I this your response was so strange. No, I said, I said I would address. Okay, no, no, ahead. hang on, hang know. on. Yeah, don't spoil ahead. it. Cause I want to, people should hear it the way go it ahead. happened. No, you're right. All right. Go now ahead. I want you at home to picture this exactly the way, like I was having comedy. She man picture this. Okay. Um, I, all right. So I said to him, imagine the most beautiful woman you've ever seen an 11 out of 10. She's perfectly made for you your taste your type from the ground up built by god and science to be your perfect woman whatever the perfect woman for you is all right you're on an elevator she comes in the doors close behind her she walks up to you she puts her finger on your chest she leans in real close you're already pulsating you're getting hard she leans in, whispers into your ear, and she says, Let's have gay sex. What would you do? And Comedy She Man's fucking response to this was insane. Now let's hear how you put you, this. Oh, wait, what do you mean? No, I wanna I wanna hear how you say I responded. 
You I don't said, think my response right, first was you said, First you said no, and I said why. Okay, and then, yeah. And you started going off about how she'd have a cock. Yes, I did. And I never because, said yes. I never said she has a cock. And I thought it was weird that but, you are saying that your now, perfect woman has a cock. Now, now here, if you're one of the listeners at home, could you understand why when she says, let's have gay sex, I might assume she has a cock. But I said she's your perfect woman. So you're saying your perfect woman has a cock. Now you're just manipulating my words. And I'm I not manipulating. That's exactly no, what happened. Game. You're very good at this game. No, 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 no. I, listen, game. let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys in the audience. Those of you listening now who weren't there for this. All four of you. And no, I don't think anybody in this audience was there for this. So everyone can oh, respond no. to this. Okay. Yeah, nobody was when there. When I said, when I said, did you, uh, your perfect woman, did you imagine a cock? Yes or no? I need to know in the chat room. Did anybody have, other than Tommy Schumann? Wow. You are twisting that. God damn. You're good what? at this game. You are good what at are this game. What are you talking? It's no game. I've never asked that with that intention before. Oh, it's a serious matter. It's not a game. It's a, No, it's like a joke, fun thing, but <laughs> no one's ever told me their perfect woman's got a cock before. I didn't say that. All right. Is it just Comedy Schumann who says that or anyone else thinking uh, Chaffin says, I know my perfect woman does not have a cock. Infowar says, hell no. Spurg Snake says, ha, 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 which I assume means he didn't think of that either. Um, uh, like, am I crazy? If I say you're perfect woman, why do you, you think said she has gay a cock? Sex. So my mind immediately went to crying games when you said gay she sex. She asked if you want to have gay sex. Gay Where sex. does the cock come into play? Where would a woman ever say, let's have gay sex? Ray Pizzazz says, no way does my... Wait, what is that? Wait, did I read that name right? Who says that? Ray Pizzazz. <laughs> yeah, that's your dude. You know What? That. What does he say? I can't read it. I don't even see I'm sorry. What does he say? It's hidden behind this heart icon. Oh, that, that. He, I already saw it, bro. I'm not looking again. What does he say? <laughs> he showed me the Coxzilla. Wait, what? <laughs> In my messages, he messaged me and showed he me the He sent you his cock? Not his. Ray Pizzazz showed you his cock. <laughs> not his, the Coxzilla. Whoa. Oh, I see. Okay, it moved up. He the says, no way does my perfect... He says, no way... To... Excuse me? He says, no way does my perfect woman have a cock. Infowar says she wants it in the butt. That's it. Yeah, exactly, Infowar. Then, that's when I said I would address... Then I made my answer. I would address the gay sex comment and probably push forward. Like, so you would push I, I don't forward think into her too... butt. I mean, uh, we've had this discussion. And see, that's the things you then you then you say I'll push forward into her butt, but then I'm like, well, wait a second, does she still have the cock now, or what's going oh, yes. on? I don't look. I would. So then you. So then you brought up the, the crying the game. So then you brought up the crying game and said I would yes, do because that you... because it, it reminds me. It reminds me of this movie, The Crying Game that traumatized me as a child, where this tranny traumatized me with his cock as a child. 
Yes, and, because the woman says let's and have I gay said, sex. That's the closest. But then I thought that was such I a had. weird comparison because you it's and your what you were what you were saying was that if the if your perfect woman turned out to have a cock, which again it's your perfect woman, so you're choosing that. But if she turns out to have a cock and you find out after you guys start getting intimate, what you were implying was that you would it would be like the crying game for you and you'd start swinging or whatever. Um, but, what? but then I reminded you that that's a. But then I reminded you that that's a weird comparison because in the crying name game, a better comparison. the guy who's hang on, the guy in the crying game who who rejects the tranny ends up staying with her and starts fucking her again. You're right, but what's the movie where he leaves the tranny? There ain't one. Okay, so you're saying you wouldn't leave her even if she had the cock then. No, after I was done throwing up in the toilet, I would have got the fuck out of there, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't have stayed and said too, everything's okay. This is okay. too much for me to. Uh, this is too much for me to keep track. I all right. I say it's your perfect woman. You say she has a cock. I say. I if didn't say you that. Say so, you said gay sex. You said I say gay if sex. you say so. I say if you say so. You say I'll push forward with it. I say so well, even if she has a cock. Onion. I say so even if she has a cock. You say it'll be like the crying game. I say, does that mean you end up staying with the tranny? You say, I don't know. It's just like the crying no, game. I was traumatized no, by I a tranny. That's as a fucked child. up. That's fucked up. I said, that's no, what you I would said. Leave. Dude, it we have it recorded. I mean, we've got the yes, recording of it. I know you do. I had no doubt that was being recorded. I've given you the same answers verbatim. But I'm not talking, I'm not bullshitting. That's what happened. I didn't. I said I would leave. Now, right, the guy leaves in the crying game, but then he comes back and stays. I wouldn't come back. I never said I would come back. Would you come on her back? I I don't see any scenario. If it's a her, yeah. If it's a her, but are we talking about your perfect woman? Yeah. The gay sex is the only reason I said that, and you know that. You know that. You played gay sex this game is the only a million reason you times. said you would stay with her? See, you played this game a million times. You know every in and out on it. You're really good at I don't at know this. what you're talking about. No, I, this has never wow. happened before. Oh, you never play Can I tell you what usually happens when I ask someone this? They say I, yes or no. Well... Oh. Life's not a yes or no game, is it? Life's a good question. Cool I don't chat. know what the fuck. There's a good. There's a good question in chat. Are back shots on the table or no? Back shots. Well, I I'd have to assume if it's a woman, absolutely. And that's that's where we come well, back I to mean, this merry-go-round okay, fuckery is, we're on. What we're on is a merry-go-round of fuckery right now? What is a woman? All right, all right. Um, fucking. Are we gonna go with the um, woke approach now? All right, listen. I hey, I said this before. I said this off air, like, this so you know I'm being legit. Jesse. Listen, man. I said this off air, so you know I'm being legit. Like, if you're into a girl with a cock, that I'm not like fucking fussed by that, man. Like, I know Patrice is your hero, so like, whatever. Oh fuck! You know, at this point. I think I just need to eat the onion. What would Patrice say about you fucking the guy, the perfect woman with a cock? 
I don't think he'd say anything because he's dead in the grave from diabetes. Well, they say it was diabetes, but word on the street is it was AIDS. You don't fucking get AIDS and. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You, well, that's what. Why, that's when it kills you. If you weigh that much and then contract AIDS. Oh yeah! That's my a revenge quick on Pat- I'm getting my revenge on Patrick Melton. Everybody says that's nobody likes death. onions. Trust me no, on that. Are you eating an onion right likes, now? What's happening? Nobody likes onions. They all say nobody likes onions. All right, start eating. All right, eat the onion. Here we go. Eat you know, the onion. Guess Here, what? Oh, you, you I like onion. onions. I do like. Did you just onions. take out your teeth? Wait, did you just take out your teeth? Hello. I like onions. Did you just take out teeth? What did you, What did you just take out of your mouth? Oh, pouches, nicotine. Oh, okay. That was nicotine. weird. I teeth I'm a nicotine. Not yet, thank God. Okay. Are you eating the onion so you'll stop thinking of your perfect woman? No, I'm getting revenge on Patrick Melton. How does this get revenge on him? I'm showing people. I do like onions. I, He's wrong. I mean, he's I wrong. mean, no offense to Patrick, but he's a big fat guy. I think he probably does eat onions. As nobody likes onions. I'm proving him wrong. I think it's just the name of a show, you know. It's probably like a reference to some fucking thing that happened, like you know, in yeah, the so first this is episode. A joke, bro. Or... This is a joke. But you're just going to eat a whole onion now because we talked about trannies. No, this is my revenge on Patrick. What do, why do you need to get revenge on him? What did he do? Hurt my feelings. Is this helping your feelings? I think so. Actually, this is, I can't do anything. Um, good question in the chat. They say, would you suck your perfect woman's big swing in onions? <laughs> that fuck, that this fucking hurts, a, dude. This hurts. What the? It the hurts. Onions. It, that hurts, but you can stick nicotine pouches in your mouth all day. And Nicotine's be fine. great, bro. Nicotine's great. I mean, yeah, sure, no, all the cancer, best people but... I know are addicted to it. Well, that could have been satirical or not. I'm not even sure. But Jesus Christ. Why did I eat this onion? All right. I don't like I'm onions. Not, Patrick's right. I don't Patrick think was right. Thought this, I don't think you thought this through. I don't, no, I don't Patrick this, was right. This. I don't like onions. He's right. Wait, is your phone coming off the wall? How did you put it up there? It looks like there's like just duct tape behind it or something. It's, it's not put up well. It's not. Put what up did you well. use? What did I you put, use? I used, I used a cardboard back and then like taped it onto the card. Need to figure out a better way. You got to use staples or nails. Actually, yeah. This, dude, this onion's fucking hurting my stomach. Jesus Christ. I don't know why I did that. I Ooh. thought it would be really funny. I don't know. Just a regular like white onion. I don't know. You're being kind of a baby about this. Dude, have you ever fucking been into an onion like an apple? Yes, a I, lot. I really actually. didn't. I really didn't realize how spicy that was gonna be. Like, I, it's I, not I, that I, bad. It's like a red onion, maybe, but a white onion? Are dude, you kidding? Dude, no. That actually I might mean, have been a sweet onion, for all I know. It was a sweet onion, but it still fucking hurt, dude. God damn. A sweet Ooh. onion wouldn't. I'm hurt. sweating, bro. That's like the type of onion they would use for like a blooming onion. Exactly. Right, which is something you just eat. Oh, I had a Spanish. 
I thought I don't think that onion. was a Spanish onion. I think it was a sweet. I think no. it was like a Vidalia onion. Yeah, no, it was a Vidalia. No, yeah, it was a Vidalia. Well, it those was... are just sweet. They're not spicy at all. They don't hurt they at all. Spicy. Light... Yeah, they no, are spicy. Yeah, they are, dude. Pleasant. You can eat yeah. a Vidalia onion with with no problem, like an apple. That's that's bullshit. I just tried it. I ate half of it, and now I'm the like. Vidalia onion is a uh, type of onion grown in Georgia that is sweet. There's not. There's no bite. No. Nothing to it. Whatever that was, there was wider, but they're not necessarily wider. Some of them, you can even have baby ones. Bro, there was spice in it. You're not going to get me on onions. I know everything about onions. Okay, I know everything about. I know know everything about every plant in the al. I know everything about every plant in the allium family. Actually, garlic, leeks. What are those? Is that a Scallions. name for a shallot? Is this allium a name for a shallot? A shallot is an allium, but oh, alliums okay. are the alliums are all of these bulbed plants that uh, are related to onions. Yeah, you're, yeah. New and New York Spawn says Jesse exposed a bit, and I completely agree. If you weren't here, Jesse, I would have hammed it up and acted like I was dying and shit. Well, I mean, it's just a, it doesn't make any sense. You're saying you're acting like an onion hurt, and then also like no, even listen, if it, it, like even if you it is hurting low even if right you now. had gone with the obvious choice of a red onion, which would, you know, those are kind of spicy or whatever you want to call it. Um, even if you had done that, it's like, how does that get revenge on Patrick Melton? It doesn't. It no That's sense. the joke. That's the joke. It doesn't at all. It was. It was a. I also feel like. I also feel like the harder I shit on this bit, and the longer I drag this out, and I'm boring over top of it, the less likely it is he gets to play it on his show. I'm. I'm sort of what I'm doing right now is I'm sort of making anti-content to prevent this from winding up on nobody likes onions. Dude, at this point, I honestly that it literally holds no weight value in my life if he covers me i mean because he's gonna cover what he's gonna cover you know i can't you say jesse that. is an autodidact it sounds like i have never sucked my own cock so i don't know why you oh. would say that well you knew what it meant i can just in oh well, i can just intuit things that way i'm just sort of naturally gifted well, at knowledge that way but yeah, no, I, you know, so I just kind of pick up what words mean, even if I don't know. I'd never heard that word before, but I, yeah, I've never sucked my own dick. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of self-taught that way, in a way. You know what I mean? You mean you use your gut? I'm a, I'm a gut feeling guy, but I'm self-taught. I, I'm easily can teach myself. No, you are self-taught because, through. like, well, I'll get. Listen, I got to give you credit because, like. You aren't like most of the people that saw like Kumia or Stern or one of these guys and was like, I want to be like them. I want to do what they do. You know what I mean? Like you didn't come in like with fixated on somebody like seeing them as like an idol type thing. I, I don't see that from you. I do see you as being more of a loner independent that's kind of figured shit out. Well, I yeah, only, I'll give you that. I, for, I for the most part take negative influence. So there's like four or five things that I take positive influence from, but everything else is based on what I 
see people do and I go, I should do the opposite of that. No, I, I get that. Um, I will say this because I, I try to be like, I try to be a good person, you know, but I mean, you ever try to suck your own cock? No, I have not. (laughs) All right. Here's the thing. When I was a teenager, so I I don't know if you know that when I was a teenager, I was pretty flexible. Okay. And, and, and I'm not saying this isn't like a, oh, I'm being braggadocious or whatever, but I've got a hefty, big, long, meaty, like powerful. Packing a, packing a big old Woody. Perfect, perfectly shaped rape cock. Okay. And, uh, when I say rape cock, I don't mean to be a, I don't mean to be offensive. I'm just trying to describe it to say, like, it is exactly the type of cock that if you were a woman, you would not want to be raped by it. And um, you would instead want to be, you know, woefully pleasured by it. And uh, the type of cock that would make a guy like Patrice O'Neill salivate, okay? But it's long. It's very long. And I was very flexible. So as a teenager you you all you know you and your friends you make these jokes about sucking your own cock and stuff and you and you're you know if you're a virgin or i wasn't a virgin at the time but i was it's not like i was getting it all the time and you're horny you want to get your dick sucked so you start thinking in your head like maybe i should try sucking my own if i can do it why not right and everybody makes the argument that you know, when, whenever anybody talks about sucking your own dick, some guy will always perk up and say, well, you jack off with your own hand, don't you? What's gay about <laughs> sucking dick? You jack off with your own hand, don't you? Let me tell you the difference. You got a might jack off mouth. with your own hand, but there's no cock in your mouth. Exactly, yeah. And, <laughs> and let me tell you something. When you're staring down the barrel of that thing, when you've got your legs flipped over your head and this thing's a nanometer away from your lips, you're not hard anymore. Number one, like at a certain point you're, you, sh- if you're hard still, you're Patrice O'Neill. Number That's two, hilarious. But number two, here's the thing is like you jack off. And at the end you, you know, you squirt into a sock or whatever. What am I, am I going to, swallow what do i do in this scenario where i'm sucked so i got to the point where i could have put it in my mouth but i did not do it um because you start to realize that uh sucking your own dick is a lot more like sucking a dick than it is getting your dick sucked <laughs> bro if you ever went back into stand-up dude that would make a monstrous bit like that would be a well. I I would, but I have bro. no desire to have sex no, with underage it. prostitute boys. So. <laughs> Honestly, stand up. I I might actually just try to do a few open mics. I don't want to make it in stand up. I just want to get better with my comedy. You know what I mean? Greg like, Greg Edwards. Uh, we're on a delay. Greg Edwards actually predicted the uh, punchline there, though. Oh, <laughs> so I, I, Greg's that a good just dude. popped up. At, Greg, it's, that just popped up in chat for uh, for us. We're on a about a minute delay here, but good job. You figured it out. It's a lot more like sucking a dick yeah. than getting your dick sucked. Yeah, see, I, I feel like, you know, especially since we've been cool, I should at least try to cue you in on this. I don't know how familiar you are. Um, 
I will give a shot at it probably, but I really don't have the level of. Wait, hang on a second. I got to answer this question before it goes away. Is it gay yep. if I got cum in my mouth after I jerk off? Um, well, it depends. Is it from a different guy? I've got right, my, go ahead. my face your, before. Who are you gonna? Who are you cluing me into? Oh yeah. So, all right. Um, you know how Steel Toe was. Oh, like Greg growing... says. Greg says that the dick sucking thing's an old premise. I think the premise is old, but I feel like the punchline is not. I don't. I. I'm the only person I know no, of to ever unique. say that punchline Jesse, until that's you. Unique. Yeah. Greg, but obviously the premise is old. The whole premise is that the premise is old. That's the premise is that other people talk about this. That said, and I want you well, to your know your take this, on it was unique, though, is what I'm saying. That is a that's a real story. I really did think like no, let I me see what you. let me see if I can suck my own dick, and then I got it to right there, and I went, oh fuck no, what am I doing? This is insane. That really did happen. So that's true to life. Unlike most stand-up comedians like Patrice O'Neill, where they're lying and saying they have sex with women and really they're gay guys, I'm telling you the truth. I really thought, let me, I mean, again, I was like 14 or something, but, and my dick is gigantic. Go ahead. What were you asking me, though? Oh, well, so do you remember how Steel Toe was like on, they were really getting a lot of steam like seven, eight months ago? Um, oh, sorry. Were, hang on real quick. Uh, NY Spawn responded to what I said a second ago. He says, I just squirted in the wrong direction and some went in my mouth. Listen, we've all been in that scenario where we were real horned up. We were ready to go. Maybe you hadn't spurted one off in a while and you go to blast and it either ends up going inside your belly button like a little reservoir oh, yeah. or, or all over your, or you that, give yourself a pearl necklace or even <laughs> in the worst case scenario, spraying right into your own face and listen here's what you do and that's if you want it to not be gay here's what you do when you jack Clean off and you up. think you might when you think you might shoot it at your own face like that um bite as it squirts out bite at it the way a dog does to the end of a, a hose <laughs> when you spray water you know where you're like ah, nah, 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 nah. that way it's just funny that's funny Sorry, what were you saying? Something about steel toe? Well, I was asking if you remembered how they were gaining a lot of steam there. Um, They were gaining a lot of traction. Wait, that is... Hang on a second. Chaffin Michael Cox... No, now you're just doing the bit. I know, you're just doing the bit. No, no, no. He said... No, this is in response to what... He asked a good question. He says, why... He says, why are you jerking off watching the comedy Shimon? That's actually a great question. New York Spawn, why are you jacking off right now? Oh, apparently that's called the friendly fire and the jizz. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Gift Dunnage, he's a good one. The life but, um, hack. All right. Yeah, I guess I don't know. You're turning them on right now, I suppose. You know, you that's pretty you good. Get. Like, you know, there's something to that. There's something to being like, you know, there's multiple ways to entertain. I like to have both comedy and sort of a creepy vibe in my show, an almost scared vibe. Um, in it, but there's also, you know, there's famously people who have like a horny vibe to their stuff. So that might be good for you. You might want to lean into be a that. sex guy. I do not want to be a sex guy. I mean, that's kind of what Howard Stern does, right? Yeah. And it's fucked. And that's what Adam 22 tries to be. And look at him. All right. What was the thing about steel tone? 
You want to hear it? Because I'm actually, I'm trying to cue you in on something that you I've might been be trying to hear it for the past fucking 15 All minutes, right. dude. Go okay, ahead. Okay. So, Steel Toe, they were gaining a lot of traction. And Shuli is with Bob right now. I don't know how well you know Shuli. He's an ex-Howard Stern guy. He's Jewish. Um, that's why Kevin Brennan calls Jews Shulies. But, uh. Julie is the big one of the biggest hacks of all fucking time, man. And he's got a big audience. Oh, I guess it's audience. my voice and your face that we're turning him on. He says so. It's a combination <laughs> of the two. Okay. Go ahead. Um, but what I'm saying is, is I think his audience is ripe for the picking in the same way that Steel Toe's audience was ripe for the picking for Melton. I really believe that 100. percent And I know. That I don't know anything don't about these guys, but I'm pretty sure people already are picking on them, right? Not really. I mean, the forums do, like Reddit does, but as how much shows, cum could you fill your ears friend. with? A lot, bro. These are big ears. These are fucking big ears, dude. Like, I was called Dumbo as a kid and shit, and I don't blame him because I got fucking satellites, man. While Clay has gentle, serene eyes, I don't know if I could bring myself to completion watching the show. That's kind of sweet. <laughs> that was that might, a, that was that might even be a girl. That might be a girl, so that's kind of hot. Oaf and cock. Oak. However you say that. Yeah. What did you say? No, I was trying to read the name. Your ch what does chofen cock mean? <laughs> Chafin cock. Okay. What are Chafin you talking about? I'm trying to read that name. See, I, all right. Let's see. Operation Dumbo dropping fucking loads. That's funny. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to joke that, uh, you know, after I got called Dumbo so much, I just started. Shimon's doing... making a great point about Steel Toe. Hear him out. Well, yeah, I'm listening. What are you trying to say about Steel Toe? Not Steel Toe. I'm talking about Shuli. I was using Steel Toe as a comparison. How they had a big uh -huh. audience that really wasn't, like, fully deserved. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I just don't care about that stuff because I don't know Howard Stern things, so I'll never be interested in any of these. Okay, people. I'm just saying I know you could rip Shuli limb from limb. Um, nah, if I, I had... couldn't because I don't know. I don't know anything about them, and I'll never learn. I'm just not interested enough. That's fair. I mean, to me, to me, they're worthless gay dorks. No, they mm -hmm. are, and that's that's kind of the point. I have to like, like find myself in the middle of these things. I can't just worm my way. People think I worm my way into stuff, but it's usually no, some I've sort been of haphazard you. like accident. Like me fucking spazzing out and messaging you. Exactly. Yeah, I never would have like, talked about you if that well, hadn't that's happened. What, no, I know, and that's where like I've I've felt like a real need to fucking be honest. Um like with Patrick Melton, there's a whole nother fucking, there's other shit that happened. I mean, that can go either way, in my opinion. But with you, I I walked right into it. So that's where it's like, I'm I'm happy we've actually been able to be cool after this. Cause yeah, I'm like, happy to be here. I mean, dude, you're the internet bully. And like, ladies and gentlemen, that's been H2BH, the show. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. H2BH, the show, co-starring. The Comedy Sheman, and um, thank you so much for being here, Comedy Sheman. I'm going to end it right there. All right, buddy, let's end on a high didn't, note, okay? Didn't realize I was doing a show, but right on, bub.
Yeah, you you've night. been on H2BH, the show. Happy to be here. Are you happy to be here? Absolutely. I am very happy to be here. Brother, I love you, and I can't wait until you come co-host my show. All right. Looking forward to it, man. You have a good night. And uh, All right. You too. Yep. We'll see you in Discord, okay? Yep, yep. Take care. All right. All right well, it looks you. like we're probably... Uh, looks like we're... How's that? So, Jesus, it looks like we're going to end that here. Um, well, you can keep doing whatever you want to do. I'm just going. Actually, you know, that's fair. I'm going to mute Discord here, Jesse. It was good talking to you. And get back. I love you. Wrap this up. Uh, you know what? I love you too, buddy. All right. We're muted over there. And that was Jesse from Pod Awful. Um, now, if I do say so myself, I'm sure there's some other shit going on on his end of the stick. I don't know. I haven't looked yet. But, um... Oh, shit. Support the show. Join the pizza fund. Podawful.pizza. Pizza, pizza. Pizza! Pot awful dot pizza. P I C C A.